Hey, Joe, thanks, man. Great job. The ALCS postgame show on FS1 presented by Tubi. Glad to have you aboard. We got a lot to do tonight. Derek Jeter is here, David Ortiz, Alex Rodriguez, and away we go. The Astros back in this. I mean, we knew, look, the defending champs aren't going out like that, right? But let's go back to what we had a big discussion on, guys, in the pregame show about the Astros bats waking up. And, Derek, I go back to what you said. You said, can't be just one guy. No, it's got to be all of them. And to, tonight it was all of them. You <laughs> yeah. go through the lineup, everyone contributed. And, you know, when, when the Houston Astros have contributions one through nine, they are tough to beat. And, uh, you know, they get that lead, that bullpen's tough. So they did exactly what they needed to do to win a game. Absolutely. I mean, they take advantage of. Poppy, you have your guy right here. Pablo. Baby Poppy is going to join us. We'll get your dot in here. El asesino. So Jordan, come on in. Go ahead, Al. Let her rip it. La máquina. Primero, felicidades en esta octubre que ha hecho el Big Papi número dos. ¿Qué de la carretera es que lo sienten ustedes tan bien, jugar tan bien en la carretera? Déjame preguntar en inglés y entonces tú lo respondes. Okay. First of all, he congratulate him on winning and he want to know why they do so well on the road no creo que hoy estaba bromeando con los muchachos le dije que creo que el próximo juego en la casa vamos a tener que jugar con el traje gris creo que nada creo que los números lo dicen jugamos mejor en la carretera y eso fue lo que salimos a hacer hoy no no tenemos de otra que salir a ganar he said that the numbers don't lie he he know that they play better on the road and they got to take advantage of i tell you what Ask him, you know, they always talk about the struggles at home and playing on the road, obviously. He hasn't struggled anywhere in the postseason. So how does he feel this time of the year? Que la gente siempre habla de que ustedes juegan mejor en la ruta que en la casa, pero que a ti no te va mal en ningún lado. ¿Qué es lo que pasa con eso? Nada, creo que el plan, como siempre lo digo, el plan yo voy a home a buscar un lanzamiento que esté en la zona y hacer daño. Creo que esa es la mentalidad que siempre tengo. Yeah, he says, uh, Derek, he says that he always goes to the plate with the same approach. He goes to get a good pitch to hit and hits it. He keeps it really simple. Wiggle fácil. Me encanta tu swing. Nosotros nada más hablamos del swing tuyo aquí. Tú te ves increíble en ese home. Yo desde ya vengo tiempo mirándote. Cuando te veo jugando, me dibujo yo cuando te veo. Porque somos muy similares. Ahora, hay algo que yo quiero que tú me digas, tu mentalidad cuando tú te vas a enfrentar a los pitchers zurdos, ¿cuál es? Porque tú le bateas a los zurdos como a los derechos, normal. Sí, lo... lo One second. Pa Papi, Papi's asking that when he sees him, he gets very emotional because he resembles Papi a lot. He looks, he feels mm. like he's looking in the mirror. Mm. So what is it that you do to get yourself ready? Uh, muchas veces lo veo como un reto. Si, cuando me lo traen solamente, especialmente para lanzar a mí, lo, a veces lo tomo como un reto, ¿no? Lo, lo siento como personal y lo he dicho antes, creo que... Eh, no tengo no tengo una preferencia la bola tiene que pasar por encima de home y eso es lo que tengo yo que aprovechar cuando la dejen encima de home tratar de conectar yeah he, he, say, he says that when he goes to the plate a little bit like Matsui and they bring in a lefty or right it doesn't really matter he takes it as a personal battle and a challenge 
and he loves that challenge, and he steps up for it. You know, Jordan, I think the only way someone could get you out is by robbing a home run. I mean, were you, were you, <laughs> mad, were you mad at that? Que la única forma que te pueden hacer es robando tu honrón, que si tú estabas incómodo cerca de eso. Bravo. No, 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 el muchacho es tremendo jardinero. Creo que me sorprendió un poquito que, que la bola no caminó más, pero bueno, él, eso, para, eso, para eso le está ahí. He says he actually thought he was a great player. He's a great defender, and he made a great play. And hats off to him. That's about the only way you get this guy out right now. Let's take a look at X right now. We have something coming in, I'm told. What do we got? Let's check it out, boys. Let's see. Jordan doing his best 2013. David Ortiz. Gracias, mi hermano. Mira, y sigue rompiéndola. Tú sabes que te quiero mucho. Baby pop in the building. Jordan Alvarez. Baby pop in. Hey. Tremendous. First of all, that was great. Guys, great, great job on the translation. That was awesome. Well done. Well, how about first of all, he asked the first question in Spanish, and then he translated his question in English. <laughs> I didn't know where we were going here. I was a little confused at that point. <laughs> we had that conversation before, by the way. That's how we do it. I say, wait, isn't that the guy we're interviewing? <laughs> so wait, expand on you being emotional. Like, I, I want to hear more about from your end. I'll tell you what, man. I love watching the game get better. I love watching the talent that we have in the game nowadays doing those type of things. I mean, we pass the torch. We play the game for a long time. And as we see guys like him and the rest of the guys around the league doing what they do at their best. To me, that's a satisfaction. Yeah. Go to ahead, me, ahead, I, I, I feel like I don't have to play the game anymore because there's somebody else doing the best that I could do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's the way I feel like. Well, you know, the thing that stands out with him is, is you know, obviously he's, he's a great player, but the humility he comes here. He, he never talks about himself. I mean, I don't know what he's saying half the time anyway, but he never talks about himself, right? right? But he talks yeah. about the team and what it takes in order to win a game and win a series and to win a championship. So the game is in good hands, like you said. You know, Derek, I was talking today to uh, Mr. October during the game, and he said specifically about Alvarez that exactly what you said is not that he's so great, but it's that he's such a good human being. He's got a great family. He's quiet and carries a big stick. And he represents everything the Houston Astros are of today. It's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing. Joke with them. It's the only way you get him out by robbing a homer. So he had two more hits, two more RBIs, and got robbed of a homer. I mean, like, yeah. lefty, righty, doesn't matter. The Don't guy matter. is at another place. But, you know, we're watching this game, you know, back underneath uh, the stadium, Poppy, and on his base hit there with bases loaded, he, it looked like a good pitch. And you were explaining to me, I'd love for you to explain to the audience how in the world this big man is able to get to this Guys, pitch. just watch his hands how close they get to his body. That is hard to do, especially for the guy at 6'4", 6'5". I mean, he, his hands are, look at that, look at that. That is sexy right there. And, and you, know, you know, the thing is, what I think a lot of people at home don't understand, good hitters get jammed. That was a good pitch. Brought his hands in, he was able to fight it off because he's strong, get it to the outfield for a hit. But that's a great swing on a good pitch. He never, keep his hands away from his body. If you guys want to watch good hitters, great hitters, just watch Alvarez. His hands are always attached to his body, and that's why he can get inside that pitch and drive it. And, and Poppy, we call that alligator arms. Kevin Long, the hitting coach of the Phillies, who was our guy with the Yankees, he talks about it like right? really, really, really tight to the body. And bad hitters go here. Mm -hmm. Good hitters keep it really tight. But I, I'll tell you this. With Alvarez, fellas, what's called winning baseball is not just all or nothing. It's not I'm going for the downs, exit velocity, all this nonsense. He's a good hitter, and he took 
a, a, a golf club out of his bag that he needed to stay inside the baseball and drive in runs. That's the mark, not just of a power hitter, but a complete hitter like this guy right here. We started talking before Jordan walked over here about everybody else for the Astros contributing, which is a big topic on the pregame show. And, you know, really, when you go down the lineup, I mean, Altuve, you know, he got one out of here, just missed another two out of here, as a matter of fact, scored a couple times. Tucker walked three times and had a base hit there. Pena, your guy, delivered. With, it's really everyone contributed. It was kind of a get-well game for Houston. You know, Poppy, I thought you brought up a great point. I remember the World Series in 2000 off Jones. You hit a first pitch home run, I think it was, to left center. Poppy, you mentioned a great point. They have to score early, right? And when you score early, confidence comes. And KB, that ball gets a little bit bigger, and that's what happened with the Astros. Yeah. Less pressure. When you score at the beginning, first, less pressure. But now, guys, let's go back into this. I, I, I think today that uh, they take advantage of the missing location coming from Churcher. Churcher velocity was good, but he wasn't hitting the spot like he normally do. I mean, if you if you go back to the game and you look at Maldonado, hitting a, a, a that bullet for him, he's not one of the best hitters that they have. But you know what? He got a comfort zone. He got a zone where he can attack and hit. And he, he that was a missed location to me. Yeah, and I think, you know, like we said, you have to you have to Think about what it, what is the expectations for Max now. Max's defense is going to be better next time out. Mm -hmm. Pitches another game in this series, he's going to be a lot better. But you could tell. I mean, he was he was going out. He pitched four innings. He gave up a few runs, but they had a great approach to Max. They made him get the ball over the plate. They had some good at bats, and they beat you one through nine. Yeah. What was interesting in watching Sergio? Right. We kind of said four innings, which he gave you. His velocity was pretty much where it's been this year. It looked healthy, but maybe rusty was the right mm -hmm. term for him tonight. But it all started. He hit Alvarez with a slider that got on the back foot, and then a wild pitch kind of opened the door to his demise. He had a one, two, three first. Well, it, here it is. I mean, this is a wild pitch. He'll probably tell you this one that he should have kept in front. Yeah. There's uh, the hit, and then here comes the wild pitch. And, and that was a big thing early in the game. If you remember in game two, it was Valdez that took that swinging bunt and threw it away, and that opened up the floodgates for the Rangers. So. It's imperative, especially early in games, to set the tone, not only offensively, but to play clean defense. I'll I, I tell you what. Reality is that I expect Max, his next outing, to be better, like you say, D. And let me tell you why. He went almost 60 pitches. He pitched 40 innings, and he survived through it. But the one thing that I like the most about him, even if, he was his, even if he wasn't his best outing, it was his velocity. I got to say this. I was expecting 92, 93. He was up at 95. That's a good sign right there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like we said. Almost you couldn't expect him to come out here and shut this lineup down. Not, not the first time, especially as good as they've been on the road. But I think for him and his confidence, I'm not saying he lacks any confidence, mm -hmm. but I think him preparing for his next start, he's going to use tonight. It's going to motivate him for his next time out. I think he's going to be better with his location. And uh, you just hope. These guys, they don't have the balanced lineup that they had today. It was necessary for them. They came out, they scored first, exactly what they needed to do. Now we have a series. Yeah, and the reality is that I know the Rangers are hoping it doesn't even get to this, but Scherzer's next start on regular rest would be game seven, Monday in Houston, right? So they're thinking we don't want that, like you talked about, but the reality is if he's held K, that's what he's on track for. What did his manager think? Bruce Bochy speaking on Max Scherzer moments ago. 
Yeah, I thought he had good stuff. He did. He came out and had his uh, normal velocity. Uh, but you're right, he didn't have his good slider tonight. And left a couple up. Uh, and, you know, he, he's going to be a little rusty. It's been a month since he's been out there. But uh, overall, though, I, I was really pleased uh, with the stuff. And so it, it's only going to get better with him. But, um, you know, just made some mistakes there. They got the big two out hit early. You know, the wild pitch and then a two-out hit. But he was battling out there, um, but he's he's fine. He feels good, and that's the good news. Bad news is the Astros are back in the series. And uh, here at Globe Life, the Astros have had plenty of life. Uh, now 7-1, and one, including the postseason, averaging nine runs a game. I mean, it is pretty unbelievable the fact that they can't win at home and on the road they're a complete juggernaut. It makes zero sense out. Here's what makes sense, and when you go on the road, you have sometimes less distractions. You have less tickets to worry about. You're sleeping in a hotel. Sometimes you're getting a better night of sleep. There could be a number of different things, but I can tell you, though, what becomes and what is an anomaly can become a mental thing, and they think they're better on the road, and they are, Poppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are better on the road. Once again, we, we can sit here and talk about it all we want. You can't explain it. You can't explain the difference from playing at home to being on the road. If you want to win a championship, you have to be able to play well on the road, but you got to hold serve yeah. at home. They haven't done that, and if they're going to win this series, they're going to have to win games at home. So we'll see what, what happens from here. But like I said before in the pregame, no one in that Rangers clubhouse wants to pack for Houston. i tell you what. Um, going back to the game that they play up in Houston, i got to use the line that you used early today here. When pressure increase discipline decrease mm. and that's what i saw with the tonight mm-hmm. it was a different line attacking the strike zone mm. that's why they score first that's why they take advantage of max missing location they were more disciplined because they know they have a guy that probably he don't have the stuff that he normally have but he had the name and they were paying attention to that and they wasn't missing that many pitches like they were in the, in the past couple of games at home other home in, in, in you know who wasn't missing location Christian Javier and mm-hmm. you talked in the pregame show about that that rising fastball mm-hmm. I mean at one point we we're talking is this guy going to throw another postseason no hitter I mean it's amazing what he's done in four playoff starts now five five hits in four playoff starts which is kind of hard to believe it's unbelievable and if you talk to his teammates there's a calmness about him when he walks around the clubhouse his behavior his mannerisms but that fastball is real, Kevin, and it's only 92 to 94, but it plays like 98, is an illusion, is a vertical fastball, and you had seven, seven swing and misses on fastballs in the strike zone from the best fastball-hitting team in baseball. That's how good that fastball is. Yeah, working again. Why don't we hear from him? He's with our Ken Rosenthal. Christian, last year, game four of the World Series, you told me your parents predicted that you would throw a no-hitter. Tonight, a no-hitter for four and two-thirds innings, I'm wondering what your parents might have told you today. El año pasado en la Serie Mundial tus padres te dijeron que te iba a tirar no hitter. Hoy en la primera cuatro entradas tiraste no hitter también. ¿Qué ellos te dijeron hoy? Bueno, creo que hoy no se completó porque ellos no me dijeron que a tirar no hitter. Simplemente me dieron, me mandaron las bendiciones, me dijeron que me mantenga positivo, agarrar de papá Dios y que salga a competir. You know, today we couldn't complete it. They didn't tell me that I was going to throw no hitter. They just told me to stay positive. They gave me their blessing and tell me hold on to God and go out there and compete. You started the game with 15 straight fastballs. You threw a majority of fastballs tonight. What was your approach? Well, 
you know, my plan is like always to try and strike the strike zone, try and strike the strike zone and try and throw every single pitch with purpose. Martin Maldonado told me before the game that Pedro Martinez was an idol of yours, someone you really looked up to. You had his mentality, is what Martin said. How would you describe that mentality? Bueno, para mí una mentalidad es un momento bastante grande. Eh, para mí algo sumamente especial, eh, algo bastante importante y ¿sabes? me trae muchos recuerdos de, de cuando los tiempos de Pedro Martínez, cuando jugaba Botón y Yankee, esas cosas. You know, for me, I, I always try to have the same mentality. These moments are extremely special for me. And, you know, I always try to think back to Pedro Martinez, you know, those big games against Red Sox Yankees. Last question. Your last start in the regular season was brilliant against Arizona. Same in the division series against Minnesota. Great tonight as well. Christian, what has been the difference these last few weeks? What has been the difference for you these last few weeks? Well, I've been working, I've been improving a lot of things. Bueno, y no, no ten, pensar, eh, mantenerme de que pensando la, la cosa negativa, simplemente mantenerme positivo y salir hacia adelante, tratar de atacar la zona detrás y no, y no pensar en lo que vaya a pasar, simplemente mantenerme enfocado y atacar la zona. You know, I've just been working these last couple weeks, and when it comes to the game, just trying to stay focused, trying to attack the strike zone. I try to think about the results, to try to stay positive and just attack the strike zone. Thank you to Christian, thank you to his interpreter, Jim Loy Herrera. Guys, back to you. Uh, can't appreciate that. That was great hearing from Javier, who, uh, yeah, four career postseason starts, 4-0. Five total hits, two runs allowed. Those both came today. And he'll walk some people, but they never score. It's pretty incredible, not only that, Derek, but a guy that, you know, had some ups and downs this year, and then the playoffs come, is like, okay, no big deal. I'll just continue to throw shutout after shutout. Yeah, first thing I thought of is you ask his parents for lottery numbers. They particularly <laughs> don't throw a no-hitter. I mean, it's, I, I almost feel, we talked about this backstage, I almost feel as though we disrespected him a little bit because we didn't spend as much time talking about him. I mean, this guy has dominated every single time he's taken the mound in the postseason. Throw the numbers of the regular season right out the window. He's dominated, and I think from this point moving forward, we got to spend a little more time. We're talking talk about half him. hour straight yeah, up. Yeah, next man, it's, it's unbelievable. I tell you what, man. When I see his fastball, it reminds me of my man Cinco Ocho, Jonathan Papabon. You guys face Jonathan a lot, and his fastball is that that racing fastball that for hitters, Kevin. It looked really good. It looked very hittable. And to get to the contact point, it raised up on you. That's why he got so many hitters, so many batters fanning his fastball because he does that towards the end. Just at the last second, very effectively. You know, when you look at that interview, Kevin, and you see his humility, you see his tone, you see the same thing with Alvarez and Altuve. These guys are champions for a reason. They have a quiet confidence. And these guys have been through a lot the last five or six years. Yes, a lot of it's self-inflicted. But they embrace the fact that they're being a villain. Now, what I will say about Christian is at one point he had 77 at-bats with only two hits. And he's a lot like Evaldi. He saves his best pitching for October. Yeah, it's working out, and so has this game for the Astros. Getting back in the series with a rousing game-free win. Terrific start from Javier. The offense just exploded, and they get an 8-5 to win to get back in this series. Now 2-1 Rangers, but the Astros, the defending champs, alive and well. We'll hear from Dusty Baker and more when we come back. This is uh, from uh, X. You know it. I love when Big Poppy translates. I like when you guys argue who's going to translate. <laughs> you Thank you, Tarika. I like no, you take it. They translate for each other. Disaster. We're just out of it, Derek. Muy bien.
El Capitan. <laughs> and so the Astros really get everybody going offensively. They got an unbelievable start from Christian Javier. And, and maybe one of the most encouraging things is a big game from Jose Altuve. Here's Dusty Baker. Well, you know, he comes to play. He comes to play every day. And uh, you'll see him look bad on one at bat, then he'll pop you the next at bat. And uh, I mean, this guy is one of the best playoff uh, players of all time. And uh, you know, we love him. The fans in Houston uh, love him. He's a fan favorite, and uh, you know, you just enjoy watching watching him play every day. Most postseason home runs in the history of the game. I bet you most wouldn't believe that Jose Altuve is second. Their Dieter up making an appearance. See that? El right? Capitan. Power oh. hitter. I see it. Well, let's, let's talk non-power for a second because Altuve, great. But we talked a lot about Kyle Tucker, right? He had had a, a really dreadful postseason so far for really their their MVP this year. And you had said pregame, like, hey, just do little things. Move runners over. And you know what? He first he had three walks. He did get a base hit in the ninth inning. But it felt like he kind of took your advice. In well, that I mean, look, he's too good to shut down for an entire series. He was one for two today. Walked three times. He scored two runs. Got on base for Dubon. Had three hits behind him. I mean, that's that's what you need to do, especially when you're playing in a playoff game. Another thing you need to, to point out, they scored five runs with two outs. Mm-hmm. Two out hits are important. Two out runs are hard to come by, and if you go through a game and you can score five runs with two outs, you're going to be tough to beat. Not only they're important, but they're devastating. They're backbreaking for the defense. And look, here's what I'm going to tell you: the one mistake that everybody does, Kevin, in postseason, they look at stats and they go crazy for them. They don't mean anything. Yeah, Tucker's hitting 125. He had a big game today. Three walks. He got a double. Played good defense. I remember in 09, I focused Poppy on having big moments every game. Forget stats. They don't mean anything. No one's going to remember them. They're going to remember if you won or you lost. And did you make contributions Bridge. to win? Funny, you talk about big moments. You know who I won tonight? Michael Brantley. And it wasn't at the plate. Not known normally for his defense. This is a big spot. Rangers had a runner on. They're down by three. Garcia rips one. And there's Brantley. I mean, that was a big point not in the game. A, Kevin, not only a game-saving, maybe a series-saving play. When it happened, that's what I thought. I'll tell you what. Going back to the Kyle Tucker conversation, I told you guys early today that I wasn't worried about him. He's not the one guy that I worry about much because the guy, he know how to find a way to get himself out of a funk. You know, I mean, today, walking, moving runner over, and then finishing his game today with a double of the wall, I guarantee you that's the beginning of something. Yeah, and then we also got to put things in perspective. We talk about Kyle Tucker being in a funk. How many games? Right. <laughs> I mean, how many games? But well, you, you know, know how you it do? goes during yeah, the playoffs. In the, in the playoffs, three, four yes, games, people three games think you... is a funk in the playoffs. And a lot yeah, exactly. of times, the questions that you get day in and day out, what you hear puts you in a funk. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? But you have, to, you have to realize that. And to your point, Al, every at-bat in the postseason is important. If you get a two-out walk, you may, up, you may end up scoring a run. So don't worry about statistics. The only stat that counts is if you win or lose. Yeah, and, and that's exactly right, Cap. And I'll tell you what, Kevin, the one thing is we all called for a collective effort. The lineup from 6 to 9 was 8 for 14. 
they dominated from the bottom half of that. And so the Astros back in this series. Of course, game four, ALCS tomorrow night, 7.30 Eastern, right here on FS1. We will be right back with you, starting with the pregame show, and look forward to that. Rangers looking to go up 3-1. Astros trying to tie it up. Meanwhile, the NL Phillies have just dominated the D-backs. Is this series over? Or will home cooking be just what the Diamondbacks need? We'll discuss the NL when we return. All right, guys, let's check out the NLCS. <laughs> Phillies have outscored Arizona 15-3 and out of homer them 6-1. They're now 28-11 all time of the postseason. Citizens Bank Park, which is just insane the way they're playing there. Best mark for any team at any ballpark. It has been utter dominant. I mean, the Phillies are red hot right now. Is there any stopping them as it goes to Arizona? No, I think it's over. Honestly, oh! It, it, the Phillies are just too good, and they have too much starting pitching. Uh, you know, Arizona... It's incredible year what they've done. Sure. But they're not even playing their game, and they don't have enough pitching. They don't have a starting pitcher for game four. That stuff, I'm going to go with a starter. That's nonsense. But, look, they had a great year, but the Phillies, there is no stopping them. Poppy, they are the complete package. Oh, you're not kidding. i tell you what, man. They have so many good things going on their way, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies right now. I say this. You get three guys hot in your lineup, you're good to go. Pretty much everybody's hot in the lineup. How about six it's, guys hot? They got everybody, even, even the manager is hard enough. <laughs> and, I tell you, and I tell you what, they facing Suarez tomorrow. And to me, nobody can hit Suarez. Right. I've been watching Suarez pitching in the playoffs since last year. He dominated everybody. He went through the brace. An incredible offense, shutting down. And he's pitching tomorrow. So they're adding some serious throw. What do you think, Cap? Yeah, I mean, look, what, what the Astros did tonight, the Phillies do every night. <laughs> Because, and what I mean by that is everyone is hot in their lineup. So to your point, even if a few of these guys go in a little mini funk, there's too many guys that are hot. So I just don't know. And once again, it, it's no disrespect to the Arizona Diamondbacks. I honestly feel if Philly was playing anyone right now, they'd be rolling through them. They've just been that hot. Yeah, they're playing. there's not a real weakness. Starting pitching's great. Everyone's hot. They're, everyone's hitting two homers a game for them, and they are up 2-0. But it does go to Arizona, so we'll see if the Diamondbacks can get back into it. As the postgame show rolls on on FS1, Astros offense big tonight. They came alive with eight runs. As we take a look at X. Hello. Cheater. Pissed that he has to talk about game four of the 04 ALCS. Yes. Well, I wouldn't say pissed that I have to talk about it. I have to talk about it every single day since we've been here for the last we, week. We have done it every single show. This have day. you? We have. You're the we will do it again tomorrow, Cap. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We are Creed here for the ALCS championship. Go Rangers. This Lone Star showdown for the pennant ships to Arlington, Texas. The Rangers bring a gift of a 2-0 series lead to their fans, ready to take on the Houston Astros. It is game three in this best of seven. Out for everybody. Here comes in a one. It is in the dirt. It kicks away from Hine. Here comes Alvarez. He's in there. Astros take their first lead of this series. On this one, two, it is a fastball that he hammers to left center field. It is. Two comes home. Dubon gets a fastball and bangs it into center field to make it five. Then up in Houston. On 2 2, Garcia climbs the ladder on a fastball, sends a fly ball to left center. It will be caught. Michael Brantley. 
Oh, game four tomorrow, 7.30 Eastern on FS1. And we'll see if the Astros can even this series at two games apiece. When we come back, we've got something fun, I'm told. Not really sure what it is. Maybe it's a Creed appearance. I saw them. I know, there. Kevin. You do? Good Mr. for you. Mr. Miyagi coming up. Oh, great. <laughs> what? Uh, waiting on the starting pitchers, but good guess. Probably going to be Andrew Heaney, according to Ken Rosenthal, for the Rangers. And you would think Jose Arquiti for Houston. That's where we are. Listen, we're a team, and uh, we, we protect, we look out for our teammates. In the pregame show, there was a perilous moment where a giant fly flew on the desk, and Big Poppy is there. Ah. Great quickness, Poppy. Oh, heads up. <laughs> Almost threw it in Derek's face, but that's a whole other thing. Then on X, Big Poppy killed a fly on live TV. That hand-eye skill. Mr. Miyagi. And here is Poppy, training back in the day. <laughs> Wipe on. Wipe off. Or wax on, wax off. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> it's late television. <laughs> 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 we all need to go get some sleep, man. <laughs> Poppy, that was impressive, though. The hand-eye is still quality. I'm telling you, I still got it. That was impressive. The fly had no chance. There we go. Poppy saving us all from the fly or mosquito, whatever it was. What's on, what's on? There we go. <laughs> Pat Marina, God rest. Rest in peace. And uh, maybe for this show as well. That may signal the end for us. Are we back another segment? You know what? I think we are. I'm sorry for that, but we'll be back one more time. What's on and what's off, Kevin? And so the Astros are back in this ALCS as they take game three here in Arlington, eight to five. It was the first playoff loss for Texas, as a matter of fact, and every team on the road seems to like winning away from home. That's what's happened so far in this series. That'll do it for us. We can't wait to be with you for game four tomorrow night on FS1. Coming up next, the premiere of the game that changed everything. You're going to enjoy it. I enjoy that. We'll see you tomorrow night. So long, everyone.